Cassandra Lopez. I was born a coal, like my mom said. And I'm a preschool teacher, so they say I have a lot of patience. I'm the member of the Ontario Seventh-day Adventist Church, which is down the hill. It's not in Canada. I'm actually the head deacon there, and I'm in charge of both men and women, and we also have junior deacons. So I've had the opportunity to train people to serve the Lord, and um, I praise him for that because he puts in us what we need to do. My husband, Stephen, and I, we love to travel. Uh, ever since I was a little girl, my mom said I like to go bye-bye, which is still true today. We like spending time with family and, of course, serving the Lord together. Let's bow our heads before we open the word. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with us today as you use me as your vessel. Speak to us, our hearts, our minds. Tell us what you want us to know. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Faith is... So I looked up the definition online, and there's two definitions. The first one is a complete trust or a confidence in someone or something. Number two is a strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. I would like to say, though, is that we do have proof. In the ancient worlds, we've, there's artifacts that have been discovered that prove that this book is truth. And the Bible has many examples, and even in our own experience. I'm sure each one of you had a, have had an experience or multiple experiences where God has spoken to you, used you, has taken care of you. If we look at Hebrews chapter 11, this is the famous faith chapter. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Being sure. I'm sure I have this faith because God, and I'm sure you can fill in your own And certain, you are certain that this is the faith for you. Faith is mentioned several times in the Bible. In the NIV, it's mentioned 389 times, um, or 458 times, excuse me, 389 times in the New King James Version. And even in the King James Version, it's mentioned 336 times. So this must be important if it's mentioned 
so many times about faith. In Galatians chapter 2, right before Ephesians, Galatians chapter 2. Now this is one of Paul's writings. Verse 20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. To live by faith. It's shown in your life. We're going to watch a video from, it's Michelle Williams. She is a famous singer and she has a story of faith.
What a powerful testimony of how God can help us through the word of God and bring us out of dark places. There's a story in the Bible that's found in the book of Job, in the Old Testament. There we go. Starting with chapter 1. We're not quite sure who wrote Job. We're going to start with verse 1. In the land of Uz, there was a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless, upright. He feared God, and he shunned evil. He had seven sons, three daughters. He had 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 uh, donkeys. He had large number of servants. He was great in the land. His sons used to take turns holding feasts. And then when that was done, verse 5 says he made sure that they had a time of um, purification. And he would make them burnt offerings and ask that God would... Um, Perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God, and so he wanted that to be not anymore. So this was his regular custom. So here's a man of God, and he does, he praises God, he worships God every day. So what comes next is very interesting to me. In verse 6, it says, One day the angels came to the presence before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan replies, I've been roaming around the earth. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? Now, we're not quite sure why all of a sudden... God is talking about Job. It doesn't really say. And in verse 9, there is no one on earth like him, continuing in verse 8. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing, Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flock and herds are spread throughout the land. But stretch out your hand and strike everything he has and he will surely curse you to your face. So Satan's saying, well, nothing has happened to him. He hasn't gone through anything. Of course he's going to have faith. He has everything he needs. He's okay. Then the Lord said to Satan, very well, then everything he has is in your hands, but on the man himself do not lay a finger. So you guys know the story. What happens? What happens to all his oxen and his children and his servants? They're all destroyed. The only ones left were the wife and the servant that came and told him what happened. And of course, Job. Job wasn't destroyed. 
God allowed this to happen. So if we go into chapter 2, again, there's a meeting. The angels have come to present themselves before the Lord. Satan came too. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? And he's like, I've been on the earth, of course. And then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? He's saying it again. There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God. He shuns evil and still maintains his integrity. Though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. So he was still praising God even though he had lost everything. Skin for skin, Satan replied, a man will give, him, give all that he has for his own life. But stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, very well, then, he's in your hand, but you must spare his life. So what happened to Job? He got boils. It said he, he was in so much pain, he was taking broken pieces of pottery so he can, you know, get some kind of relief. So it's 2018, and my husband calls me. He's at work. He was on his uh, dinner break, and he says, don't get mad. <laughs> That's the one thing you don't tell your wife, right? Don't get mad. <laughs> I said, what happened? And he said, I lost my wedding ring. He goes, I'm going to keep looking. Um, I'll keep looking. I think I lost it at work, but I I'm sure I can find it. And I'm sure many prayers were sent up that day by him, by myself. And it's not because our rings are, you know, have a high value money-wise. It's because of what they mean to us. It shows others that we are committed to each other. So a few days later, he says, I just can't find it. I don't know where it is. I've looked everywhere. And he goes, I'll get a new one. I said, but it was engraved inside. He goes, don't worry. I will get it all as it was before. It'll be engraved. I said, okay. And we didn't end up finding, we never found it. We never found the ring that was lost. You know, God tested Job's faith and refined his character. Job emerged from his ordeal a better and wiser man who exhibited such a patience amidst the upheaval of his life. And we're coming to the verse that my mother read in Job chapter 19. Verses 25 to 27. He's had these conversations with his friends, his wife. They're all telling him, you should not believe anymore. 
And he says, I know that my Redeemer lives. And that in the end he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. So he not only knew and had faith that God was the Redeemer, he also knew that God was going to come back, that he would see him with his own sight. Even though the challenges, the obstacles that came, that he had to endure. Faith doesn't always take you out of the problem. Faith takes you through the problem. Faith doesn't always take away the pain. Faith gives you the ability to handle the pain. Faith doesn't always take you out of the storm. Faith calms you in the midst of the storm. There's a song that says, sometimes he calms the storm and sometimes he calms his child. Faith is not about everything turning out okay. Faith is about being okay no matter how things turn out. We sang a song today, It Is Well With My Soul. I don't know if you know the story. The man that wrote it, his name was Horatio. He had sent his family on a a vacation ahead of him. He was going to join them. And they were on a ship. And during the ship's voyage, there was a collision. It sunk, and he lost his family. And he heard about this, and he started thinking about his daughters. And these words of comfort started to fill his heart and mind. Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well. Perhaps we cannot always say that everything is well in our lives, but we have faith in God that we can confidently say, it is well with my soul. Another song that comes to mind, and we didn't sing it today, is I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. That's the beginning of our walk. And then the second verse, though no one join me, still I will follow. Which is, even though we've gone through so many things, and even though I've seen people turn away, I am still going to follow the Lord. And then it asks other people, uh, will you come and follow as well? Because I believe in this so much that I'm telling you about my faith that I know God and I know what he's going to do for you. It's 2022. And a couple weeks ago, we're over at Stephen's dad's house and we're having dinner. I call him Papa Steve. And he says, we're going to have a dessert. I've we're like, okay, we don't usually have dessert unless it's, 
you know, some special occasion like birthday. And he starts telling us that the dryer broke. And it wasn't working, so he's a handyman, so he started to fix it. And he's cleaning it out. He's finding these coins and taking them out. There's lots of lint in there, of course, and something silver. He took it out, and he takes it inside, and is cleaning it off so he can figure out what this is. And he got a magnifying glass. And he starts looking at the engraved writing. So then he asks Stephen, he, he tells Stephen, there's this plate, and there's a napkin all over it. And he says, Stephen, take the napkin off. And we're like, okay, so Stephen takes the napkin off, and there's Stephen's wedding ring. We thought it was long gone. You know, I was talking to a friend, and I said, you know, God doesn't always answer when we think he should. We should have found that years ago. It had slipped off of Stephen's finger while he was putting something in the dryer because it didn't fit. God, uh, and he doesn't answer in the way we think he should. He has this big picture, and we can't always see that big picture. And that's where our faith needs to come in because he knows better than we do. And you know the story of Job, where they're having that meeting, you can put your name in there, and I think God says that for each of us. Consider my servant Dan. Consider my servant Linda. Consider my servant. This person is a faithful woman or man of God because... Second Timothy, which is in the New Testament. This is also one of Paul's writings. He's talking to Timothy. Second Timothy chapter four, verse seven. He says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. The word kept means to keep by guarding. So my challenge for us all is to keep the faith. Faith is keeping the faith in the day and day day to day of our lives. Faith always leads us to victory. And as we will sing our closing hymn today, Let's keep 2 Timothy 4, 7 in our hearts and minds to keep the faith. I know I want to say at the end or when, you know, Jesus comes, I, I want to be able to say that I have kept the faith. Miss Linda, please lead us in our closing hymn.